James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Our culture says that your gender is something you decide on your own. But is that true? Here I am, the Lord's using me to bring the word out and try to help other people prevent them from suicide or an unnecessary gender reassignment surgery. Meet a man who was devastated by believing the culture's lies about gender identity and now works to deliver others from those lies on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Former Justice Anthony Kennedy, in a Supreme Court decision upholding abortion, once wrote, At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. This is a perfect summary of the contemporary mind. It sounds poetic, but it's pure nihilism dressed up in melodious language. Sadly, Justice Kennedy was an accurate barometer of the culture, where 30 years later, we now make up all our own definitions, including whether we are male, female, non-binary, or something else altogether of our own invention. But such self-created meaning is ultimately ephemeral. It cannot satisfy and leads to the sort of confusion and misery and death we see surrounding us today. Meet a man who tried to live out his own self-invented concept of existence and found only anguish there before being delivered by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. Jerry Newcomb with more. I don't ever want to stand in front of anybody's happiness. He didn't want to be who he was. My heart goes out to him. He's struggling. Walt Heyer, originally from the Los Angeles area, can relate to that kind of struggle. I always felt that I should have been a girl um, and that I, I, I would get more attention, I would get more love, I would be liked better, um, life would be better. I thought that I was born that way. But in reality, some bad seeds were sown in his childhood. When my dad would take me over to grandma's house and drop me off, uh, for whatever reason, I will never know. Uh, we started this routine where she was cross-dressing me in the old closet of the old house. And this got started. And it became a game and our secret. I was getting affirmed as a female. And I knew that when I was a female, my grandma liked me. She fussed over me. She made me a dress. I never got that kind of affirmation as a boy. I convinced my mom to get me a nice cowboy outfit. We were going to go out to a restaurant. My dad says, get that silly outfit off. And I wasn't going to change it. So we got to the restaurant, and he just spent time berating me about what I looked like. In 1955, what, what happened that was really uh, pivotal for me was I'd been struggling with all these 
feelings. And all of a sudden, the headlines, Christine Jorgensen, man, soldier becomes woman. That I am more of a woman than I am a man. And so then I realized, wow, you can actually change from one gender to the other. So here, all of a sudden now I'm realizing, well, maybe I'm one of those. Maybe I'm like Christine Jorgensen, and, and that's what I need. Still, Walt kept his feelings to himself. I got married and fostered two great kids and uh, married successfully for 17 years and eventually became an executive with a large automobile company in the United States. And I was rose to pretty high achievement in that company. But by this time, I was struggling trying to cope uh, with my early childhood issues, coping with alcoholism and, and trying to work the job, be the father. Some of the ways that I sort of what I called relieved the stress of what was going on internally with me, I would go rent a, a get a motel room and I would cross dress and go down into the, the local bars. That was in San Francisco. Walt finally saw a leading specialist who dealt with issues of changing gender. He said, you're, you're suffering from gender identity disorder, gender dysphoria, and he said the cure for this is to have hormone therapy, which he said, I can find you a doctor that can give you the hormones, and then gender reassignment surgery. And so I went in April of 1983 and had the surgery and changed to to Laura Jensen officially. And um, I was working as Walt at the time, so I had a dual identity. I was happy originally. Despite the initial euphoria, getting the sex change operation proved disastrous to Walt in the long run. The devastation that occurred as a result of that is just uh, beyond description. Uh, loss of family, loss of uh, relationship with many of the people in my family, uh, divorce, total financial loss. I was bankrupt. I was homeless for a while. So Walt Heyer, going through life as Laura Jensen, had found things were much worse off for him than before the sex change operation. He even tried to commit suicide, and alcoholism was consuming him. He began to see counselors, one of whom told him he just needed to say goodbye forever to Walt and hello forever to Laura. But real change came through the help of a loving church and some loving Christian people. When I sat down with Jeff and told him about my life and what had happened, I said, you're not gonna try to change me back to Walt, are you? Because I'm liking being Laura. And he says, no, he says, my job is just to love you. He said, God's job is to change you. And so, he said, with that, he said, I'll just love you and the people in the church will love you uh, until God decides that you need to be changed. I was redeemed in a prayer when the Lord came to me and reached out to me. And I actually saw myself as a little baby during that prayer. And he reached out and put his arms under me as a little baby, pulled me in, and he said, you will be safe with me forever. And at that point, the Lord redeemed and restored my life. I knew that that was the love that I'd been trying to get all my life. I didn't get it from grandma who wanted to make me somebody else. Dad, who I loved but struggled with me as a cowboy. Finally, there was the Lord who came and says, I'm taking you and I'm redeeming you. I'm restoring you and you're healed. Today, Walt Heyer writes books and counsels people all over the world on this subject 
reaching out to them through his website, sexchangeregret.com. The surgery never can address the psychological and emotional issues that transgenders suffer from with their identity. It can't do it because they're depressed. You, you, you can't cure depression with cutting off body parts or adding body parts or changing a body configuration. The TV shows today, primetime content on ABC for LGBT and, and transgenderism is over 50% content. So we're pushing, you know, this whole thing. It's, it's, we're making it glamorous. What, what they don't see and what they don't understand is the horrible pain, the broken lives, the broken lives of my ex-wife, the broken life of my life, a broken career. I mean, there's so many things that I would have preferred to do with my life than to end up, uh, you know, so broken by surgical change that now here I am, the Lord's using me to bring the word out and try to help other people prevent them from suicide or an unnecessary gender reassignment surgery. That's my mission today. Walt Heyer experienced the devastating consequences of rejecting God's design and embracing the lies of the culture. And he courageously shares that experience so that others may be saved and avoid the same heartache. Millions and millions of people are following Anthony Kennedy's dictum that we invent our own concept of meaning and the mystery of life and are finding nothing but emptiness and despair at the bottom of it. This is what happens when we try to operate outside of our God-given design and purpose. Thankfully, another Kennedy, Dr. D. James Kennedy, no relation, saw things much more clearly. He explains in this portion of his message, a noble origin and destiny. The college questions. Do you remember them? Where did I come from? Why am I here? How should I live? Where am I going? Who am I? Well, now those are some of the most important questions any person is ever going to have to answer in or out of college. Now there are today basically two different sets of answers to those questions. They are diametrically antithetical one to the other. There is the one which is given by the person who believes in creation, the creationist. And his answer, where did I come from? I came from the heart and mind of the almighty and omnipotent and omniscient God, that I have been made a little lower than the angels. Who am I? I am a child of a king, a prince of a royal realm. Why am I here? I am here to serve and glorify the almighty and to enjoy him forever. How should I live? I should live according to the commandments which he has given me in his word, which are designed for my good and my advancement. Where am I going? I am going to paradise, which is beyond my comprehension, 
For eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart and mind of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Yes, for the Christian, for the creationist, it is a noble origin and a noble destiny. And in between, our lives are crammed full of meaning, value, significance, and purpose. But the other set of answers are those given by the adherents to evolution, those who trust in that system which is taught in every public school in this country or practically the world today, a set of answers which are being learned by most all of our students in school from kindergarten through graduate school. Where did I come from? Well, Bertrand Russell, one of this century's leading philosophers and skeptics and atheists, unbelievers, evolutionists, who wrote a whole book entitled Why I'm Not a Christian. He failed to mention in his book his multiple adulteries, repeated fornications, his seduction of the daughters of his hosts, and many other sins too numerous to mention which are the real reason he wasn't a Christian. But he told us what life was all about and answered these questions. He said, we came from we know not where. We are here. We know not why. And we go to some oblivion we know not whither. And those are the answers to the basic questions of life that Bertrand Russell has given to us. And in spite of the fact that they have nothing to offer, they have completely dominated our world today. Is man a noble creature with a noble origin and a noble destiny? Well, here is what they say, a mere insect, an ant, a fungus on the surface of a modern planet. Did you, did you get that, all of you fungi out there? A rope stretched over an abyss, said Nietzsche, small potatoes and few, a jest, a dream, a show, a bubble, air. A hairless ape. This is what man is, next to nothing at all. And yet, this is what our students are being indoctrinated with from kindergarten all the way through graduate school. And it's no wonder that our students today are filled with so many problems and doubts. It's no wonder that self-worth has gone right down the tubes and that millions of students are running around trying to discover some sort of self-image that's worth having. Because if you believe that you're nothing but an accidental happening in the slime, it doesn't create much 
self-worth at all. And you wonder why people can do the kinds of things that they do to other people? It's because of what they have been taught and what they have come to believe. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Dr. Francis Schaeffer summed up their whole view of life when he said that the concept of man's dignity is gone. We are in the post-Christian world. Man is junk. If the embryo is in the way, ditch it. If the old person is in the way, ditch him. And if you get in the way, you got it right. Evolution can only create an environment of meaninglessness for life and worthlessness for man. This is what the evolutionary view of life creates, meaninglessness for life. It has no meaning. It has no purpose. It's just an accident that took place in the slime or in the clay and worthlessness for man. You're just not worth much of anything at all. This is what unbelief offers to man. I thank God that according to his word, what is man? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou hast given him power and dominion over all things. Thou hast placed all things under his feet. What is man? He is a prince or princess in a royal realm. His origin comes from the heart and mind of God, and his destiny is in paradise forever and ever. And it is not even entered into the mind and heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. This is the glorious origin and destiny of all that trust in Christ. If you, dear friend, are one of those that is still sitting in that shadow and that valley of darkness, one who has no hope, has no meaning or significance, sees no value to life, if you have no expectations beyond the grave, if your final companion is not to be the Christ of God, but rather the conqueror worm in the grave, then I would urge you to lift up your eyes unto the cross. If you would find meaning and value, if you would find your origin and destiny, this is the one. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This is the one who has gone to prepare a place for us in paradise. This is the one who is the creator of the galaxies. This is God, the Son, who came and died, and by his death, he gives such value and such meaning and such purpose and transcendent worth to human beings as could not even be conceived in any other way. 
If you would know of your origin, if you would know of your destiny, then open your heart and invite him to come in. The question of whether we were specially created by God for a purpose or only accidentally created by a mindless universe for no reason is at the center of everything we do. We live in a culture in which people live as if there is no God. And we're all here to make it up for ourselves. It's no wonder that our institutions have decided that even the fundamental difference between male and female is something that only exists inside our own minds. The currents of culture always move us away from God's truth. But in our day, those currents have become class six whitewater rapids and millions are being shipwrecked and destroyed. To counter those rapids in your children and grandchildren's lives, it is essential that they be anchored in the truth. That's why we want to share a vital resource with you. It's the book, Anchoring Your Child to God's Truth in a Gender-Confused Culture by Dr. Gary Yagel. Dr. Yagel is a specialist in men's ministry and family issues, and in this readable and concise, biblically-based book, he offers you a hands-on guide for helping your children reject the culture's lies and embracing their proper calling to godly manhood and womanhood. We would like to send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to proclaim truth and defend freedom at this critical time for America. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. Our children are being inundated in school, television, movies, and on social media with a false and dangerous view of gender and sexuality. If we as parents and grandparents are not actively, purposefully helping them counter it, they will absolutely be swept away in it. Anchoring your child to God's truth in a gender-confused culture is an essential resource for helping them navigate through it. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we will send you that book plus a DVD copy of our upcoming special documentary, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion. In this brand new DVD, you will discover the false worldview that lies behind the new gender confusion. You will see how this ideology is especially endangering children and women and how it is being policed in our culture by self-appointed cultural bullies. And you'll meet someone who transitioned to another gender and now greatly regrets it after a transformative encounter with Jesus Christ. That's the book, Anchoring Your Child to God's Truth, in a Gender-Confused Culture by Dr. Gary Yagel as our thanks for your generous donation. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. 
or call toll free 877-962-7677 or go online to djkm.org. We live in a time where questions of identity are front and center. Our culture tells us that our gender identity is something we discover or invent for ourselves. With this aim, an entire generation seeks to fashion a carefully curated identity on Instagram or TikTok. Radical leftists overturning the vision of Martin Luther King encourage us to once again find our true identity in our race. And yet, while our culture is relentlessly focused on identity, actually finding it seems just beyond the reach. And that's because the question of who we truly are can only be answered in reference to God. If there is no God, we are simply blind matter in motion. And the question, who am I, is really a nonsense question. Because in a godless worldview, you are merely an assemblage of amino acids. But friends, here is the truth. You are who you are because God created you in his image. Only your creator can give you a meaningful identity. The problem is you have sinned against him, and so have I. According to scripture, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By our sin, we cut ourselves off from him because he is perfectly righteous and cannot even look upon sin. But the God who created you has made a way for you to return to him. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross and pay the full penalty your sins deserve. But the grave could not hold him. And three days later, Jesus rose again from the dead, defeating sin and death once and for all. And as for you, if you will turn away from your sins and place your trust in Jesus Christ, you can find the identity your creator meant for you to have, becoming a beloved child of the living God. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ, I urge you to do so right now, right where you are. Simply pray with me. Lord, I have sinned against you by turning my back on you and seeking my satisfaction in created and passing things. But Lord, I want to be your child and find my true significance in you. Jesus, please come into my heart and save me and help me to live for you from this point forward. In your name I pray, amen. Dear friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today for the first time, we have a vital resource we would like to send to you at no cost or obligation to you. It's the book, Beginning Again, Dr. Kennedy's book for new believers to guide you in your relationship with Christ. Contact us to receive a copy today and may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. And here's a look at the next truths that transform. We are not following the science today. 
There's little interest in what causes these disorders, their transgender identity. There's remarkably a lack of curiosity about what would lead a child or an adult to reject their body, their sex. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.